Dear listeners, welcome back to the Unfiltered No BS Psychology podcast. Before I introduce the topic of today's episode, I wanted to share some great news with all of you. Our Unfiltered community is growing and now there are a thousand of us listening all over the world. However, many don't press the subscribe button. So if you are enjoying Unfiltered and want to see it grow, please show some love and hit that subscribe button. So today we're diving into the psychology behind the concept of friendship loss. The reasons why we might part with our loved ones. We will explore how to heal from the loss of your best friend and emerge stronger mentally and physically. I will also share my story of friendship breakup. Lastly, we will touch on important points on how to stay open to the world in the future and make meaningful connections that are long-lasting based on respect, common values and trust. And now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy! So why did I decide to explore this subject? Well, first of all, it was the most requested topic to dive into when I did the questionnaire. And second of all, my journey into the depths of friendship began as a journey sparked by the pain of losing my best friend and the impact of betrayal from multiple people. It took a lot of personal work and growth to overcome it. I'm now starting to see more and more people losing their best friends and feeling extremely low and vulnerable about it. The hardest element about losing a friend is not even necessarily no longer having that person in your life, but how traumatic it is, how it will affect your mental state and your future communication and connections with other individuals in the long term. But also because I've been seeing a lot of fake connections forming, which can be extremely toxic. What is a best friend and why do we cling so tight to our besties? Let's think about it. We break up with our partners. We call our friend. We get a promotion at work. We call our friend. We have insecurities or anxiety or panic attack. We call our friend for help. We get ill. We ask our friend to get us meds. We feel our lowest and most vulnerable. We reach out to our friends for warm conversation and support. This person knows you in and out. All your deepest secrets and all strength, which in contrast, your partner sometimes doesn't get the pleasure of knowing. Some call the connection you have with your best friend as family. As you relate to one another as siblings, it's not surprising that once you lose that one brother or sister, it feels like a big part of you is being ripped off and it's painful. So it is important that you're opening up to the right person, just like in a romantic relationship. Sometimes we can be tricked into believing that this person is our family because we are either too friendly or vulnerable and need to heal ourselves before entering any connection or seeking any deep connection. But as a result, if we are opening up to the wrong individual, it can bite us back pretty hard. So today I wanted to take some time and explore how to heal and come out stronger after losing your bestie, but also being mindful of your circle and boundaries when it comes to sharing and welcoming that new friend into our lives, as it can not only affect your confidence, but also question your worthiness as an individual. 
That's why it's crucial to dive into the psychology behind this deep connection to understand why is it so painful. So many specialists say that losing a close friend can be as painful as losing a romantic partner or even more painful on an emotional level. Psychologically, the value of this connection can be understood through attachment theory. Best friends often provide a secure base, fostering a sense of safety and comfort that allows for exploration and self-discovery. So this secure attachment style enhances emotional well-being and resilience in the face of life's challenges. The psychological theory of social identity suggests that close friendships contribute to a sense of belonging and identity, shared experiences, values, and understanding create a unique social identity within the friendship, offering a source of validation and support to both parties. So in essence, the unique connection between best friends is valuable and so important because it's believed to be lifelong. Like a marriage, usually, but just without any formalities. You don't have to wait for him to pop a question and sign all documents so you officially become a family. You just try the person for it to be lifelong. As a result, it becomes a sanctuary for mutual growth, emotional security, and a shared sense of belonging that we seek in every friendship. So what friendship actually means to me and everyone else? There is no exact answer. But of course, we all have different definitions of friendship, especially when it comes to best friends. I believe one thing we all have in common though, and that is trust and how it feels to lose someone with whom you've been most vulnerable and shared your darkest secrets. So why do relationships that stand on trust, deep values and connection and openness come to an end? Everything has a lifespan, and like any other interpersonal relationships, lifelong friendships can come to an end for multiple reasons. And I think it's really important to understand what kind of reasons can that be to actually dive deeper into our connections and situations that happened in the past in order to not allow them to happen in the future, maybe. One of the reasons why close friendship might end is that you can just simply grow apart. You know, people change over time due to personal growth, evolving interests, or life circumstances. Sometimes individuals may find that they no longer share the same values, goals, interests, leading to natural drifting apart. You can just have complete different understanding of the world, and that's one of the reasons why you might be pulling apart, and it's natural. Another reason why friendships might come to an end is life changes. And major life events such as relocation, career changes, or entering into a serious romantic relationship can impact friendships greatly. The distance or shift in priorities may make it challenging to maintain the same level of closeness. It can be that your values do not align in life. You have a metropolitan single lifestyle, whilst your friend is more settled somewhere in a countryside or quieter setting. So there are less common topics and touch points to discuss. 
And I see it more and more often, especially when one friend gets into a serious relationship and the other is still single or ready to mingle. And they just don't have the same interest anymore on a daily basis or during the weekends. And it's okay if you have outgrown this particular connection. You have to continue on your pathway that makes you happy. Sacrificing your own pathway of being with a partner, being single and being out there just for that person, you're giving up your happiness and this connection will come to an end in its natural cause anyways. And there are many cases where I see the connection that has been outgrown and actually I had it with multiple individuals. So this is like one of the top reasons why friendships come to an end. Obviously there are other reasons like conflicts or misunderstandings, disagreements. They can strain any relationship and even childhood friendships. If these issues are not effectively addressed or resolved in a calm manner or feelings are deeply hurt during the argument, they can escalate and contribute to deterioration and closure over the relationship. So it's really important that we watch how we communicate, even with our closed ones, because many times that some relationships just terminate because of how people voice their feelings and thoughts. Apart from that, we also have betrayal or trust issues, just like in a romantic relationship. And that's a very big factor because any relationship is built on trust. And if it is broken due to betrayal or other trust issues, it can be difficult to repair because funny enough our brains are better at remembering the worst times and the bad things rather than the good times. Betrayals can include many things like dishonesty, gossiping or actions that violate the core values of the friendship. In these instances it is usually more common for people to go their separate ways without investigating or pointing fingers as it can bring more pain actually. Sometimes it's just best for people to go their separate pathways. Even if they love each other and they want to still talk, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't work because trust was destroyed. We also have personal issues of yours or your friends that can actually affect your friendship. All of us individuals <laughs> struggle with mental health personal crisis or other challenges that can affect one or both friends. Not knowing how to cope with these issues by yourself may strain the friendship. Your friend is not your therapist and vice versa. Just because you've been together since you were five years old does not oblige any of the parties to deal with your internal mental changes and issues. Your friends are not your cry pillows to kick any time of the day. We're all humans with our own boundaries. Of course you can support one another by being honest and advising to seek help, helping each other on the difficult journey, but once you start putting all the load onto your best friend, he or she will not last under this mental pressure and most likely will break, or in other words, distance himself or herself. So only you are responsible for your physical and mental well-being and friends are there to be patient and support you on your personal healing journey. So this is a big factor when I see relationships break because one person just can no longer tolerate so much pressure coming from another person so they just have to distance themselves to allow that person's space to heal and grow by himself or herself. 
The next point we have is communication breakdown that can lead to termination of friendship. Effective communication is so vital for any relationship. And I keep repeating it on my podcast, on my therapy sessions. And actually, that's why therapy has become so popular for couples. If there is a lack of communication or breakdown in expressing needs, feelings, or concerns, it can create distance and frustration between friends. We tend to think that our close people like best friends or partners will tolerate anything we say but most of the time feelings speak louder and your friend or you can be heartbroken by the way you phrase a sentence literally just a simple sentence alternatively from a lack of voicing your concerns and issues so it is vital to have a voice and voice your dislikes as soon as possible in a calm and strategic manner speak from your feelings to avoid accusations. You can say something like, you made me feel this way, or I feel a certain way. Don't point fingers, don't accuse another person saying that you did this, your behavior made me feel bad. So speak from first singular person, and it will be a great test for your friendship. If a person cares about your feelings, he or she will hear you out and try to find common ground. I'm sure your friend will hear you, and if not, this can be a trigger for another conflict and lead to a breakup which be inevitable anyways so take good communication as a test for your friendship because if it doesn't pass a test of good communication then honestly it's not worth it this is something that is more popular amongst romantic connections or maybe somewhere at school but we have jealousy and competition that can lead to a breakup in a friendship feelings of jealousy or competition whether related to personal achievements relationship or other aspects of life can strain a friendship maybe you've seen the movie bride's war this is basically that It's competing for certain life achievements between one another when actually you have to be happy for each other. But you can only be happy for another person once you heal yourself. Because if you are, as an individual, deeply unhappy by yourself, you cannot give anything to yourself, then you can't give anything back. You can't just seek pleasure in seeing people, your close people, happy. So this factor, like jealousy and competition, can be a big factor in friendship breakups. The next one is neglect, and it is when one or both friends become neglectful in maintaining the relationship. Whether due to busy schedules or lack of effort, the friendship may fade away. Every relationship is work, and work requires time and dedication. If you think about it, if you didn't put so much energy and time into your career or a job that you're pursuing and you're loving and you want to grow there, where would you be? And this is exactly the same with friendships and romantic relationships. If you just think that, oh, they're just going to be there for me, this is my best friend, but also you're neglecting them by not putting time enough energy energy like any work will just start to crumble so this is a big misconception that relationships do not require the same amount of work as your career 
So if you have been busy and neglectful recently, check in with your best friend and be honest about your lack of presence, as neglect can lead to distancing and numbness of the strong bond that you valued so much between one another. Last but not least, there could be some external influences, such as family dynamics, cultural differences, or social pressures that can impact friendships. And these influences may create challenges that friends find difficult to overcome. Let's review an example of economic disparities, differences. James and Max, who were friends since college, over the years, James became very successful in his career, while Max faced financial struggles. Over the years, James became very successful in his career in finance, while Max faced financial struggles. The economic disparity led to discomfort and envy, as Max found it challenging to relate to James's glamorous lifestyle in the city. So if not dealt with properly, this external factor introduces a strain and ultimately affects the closeness of their friendship between Max and James. So if you are in this position, like Max and James example, focus on communication. And if both are unable to find ways to spend time and be present in each other's lives, maybe the friendship has come to an end. And that's also okay. So these are some core reasons why friendships terminate. Of course, there are other, probably many, many reasons why friendships come to an end, but these are just the key reasons. And it is important to be aware of them in order to stop history repeating itself. By having the knowledge, you can mold your future into being something different. And later on in the episode, we'll talk about how we can heal from losing a friend and what we can do to make best friends that are truly, truly there for us and not just based on our childhood dreams. But just so we like ground ourselves and and bring the unfiltered element into today's episode, I will share my own story and how I've lost my best friend and what feelings I was experiencing back then. I've always been a tomboy, starting from primary school, which means I struggled to create genuine connections with girls, and was more natural with boys, let's say. Over dolls, stickers, and skirts, with dresses, I preferred ripped jeans, climbing trees, and collecting football cards, if you know what I mean. So once I made a connection with a girl, it was truly special. I was proud of it, especially in childhood and teenage years. I met my best friend through my mom, her parents were friends with mine. It felt natural and easy to hang out all together. She was, and I hope still is, extremely funny and always more mature in social settings than I was. She knew how to speak and drift with boys, how to trick parents and sneak in alcohol in a water bottle. We went on multiple trips, spent multiple nights together just chatting away. But then I moved to London for boarding school and in two years she followed me. We would meet up every weekend at my place where she would stay usually. It was also the year when we first started going out into the nightlife. For me that was like first experiences but because she was more mature she knew the way through. I made my first fun memories with this 
person. She saw me falling in love for the first time and getting heartbroken. We had loads of fights from ripping our hair out whilst rolling on a carpet for a guy in primary school to more mature fights about miscommunication and the inability to agree on what spot we want to eat in. Despite our love for one another, we were very different, like two polar opposites. She was skirts and I wore ripped jeans. She knew how to get the guys and I struggled to be feminine. When we were younger, this difference wasn't so visible as we would still have great time and be there for one another. We went through a lot, family changes, sleepless nights, anxiety attacks, hangovers and tears. But I guess as we graduated high school and went off to uni, we were able to embrace who we truly were, independently. We still kept in touch, but less. Little arguments became a common staple and we found it difficult to get past them due to her stubbornness and my hard temper and maybe sometimes poor vocabulary choices. That's why communication is key. However, I was still there for her. My moment of realization when I knew that this relationship is coming to an end, when I realized that a person does not share friendship values, which I valued, like commitment, showing up and boundaries. There was neglect and not giving a damn perspective, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying that's wrong. Some people are more airy and easygoing than others. I'm more of an OCD perfectionist kind of person. I live by plans and to-do lists. But what's important and what was lacking in our connection are common values. That is when I knew there was no way forward. I could voice myself as long and often, but there was a wall in front of me. A person would not hear me. We were just very different and it was time for us to let go. The ending was not so peaceful and I'm truly sad that she blew a massive argument out for something that was not worth it. I hope it is clear now. It is for me for sure but I believe she knows that if something is happening in her life now I will still show up for her out of respect for all the beautiful years we shared together. As I said, the breakup was not easy, it was not calm, it had great impact on my mental health and how I see connections going forward. That's why I want to dive deep into the part where we address the symptoms that we might experience after losing our best friends and most importantly, how to heal and come out stronger on the other side. It's not a new fact that the loss of a close friend can spiral us into depression with feelings of worthiness, hopelessness, and helplessness. You might also feel psychological symptoms of anxiety that include racing heart, rumination, worry, and numbness in your body or in your feelings. So it is important to know how to deal with these emotions and come out stronger person. I'm excited to dive into some tips on how to overcome this heartbreak up. Number one on my list, and it's a necessary, stop feeling guilty. We often as humans intensify feelings when it comes to our close ones and overthink the situation to the point when we're feeling literally like crap. Regardless of what happened and who said what, everyone will have their truth and it's not in your power to change it. Everyone on this world is allowed to have their own views and beliefs 
on every situation. So don't try to influence it because you just won't be able to. Don't be a prisoner of your own head by feeling guilty for not saying something more or acting differently in a certain situation. That's the past and there is no way back now. But there is the present and initiating emotions of guilt can eat you inside out and influence your bright future and your future connections. So let's say goodbye to feelings of guilt altogether, shame, and change them for self-love and positive energy towards yourself and everyone around you. Number two, I want you to revisit what actually happened. Because in the moment, in the heat moment when you just break up with your friend, feelings take over, hormones start playing in this game, and only over time you can actually replay it back and see the picture clearly. If it was due to a miscommunication, know that when we fight, our cortisol prevents us from thinking clearly. So maybe some things were said that would have been otherwise. It's important not to obsess over the end of the friendship like in a romantic loss of connection, though I admit that's easier said than done. But actually, reviewing your past relationship could be a helpful exercise to assess the reasons the friendship ended. Figure out what went wrong to see if there is anything you can avoid in the future, like maybe red flags in a romantic relationship. Armed with this knowledge, you can learn about your weaknesses but also strength and become a better friend to others in your life. Sometimes it's completely on your friend's end and it has nothing to do with you and you have to accept it. The next point is pouring love and energy into our friendships and new connections. So instead of focusing on this emptiness that we left with after a breakup, turn this emptiness into love. I'm sure apart from that one friend to whom you felt greatly attached, you have other people in your life that you value. So try and direct your attention to them. Pour this love into them. It could also be your family members if you have good connections and healthy relationship dynamics with them. Reconnecting with other friends friends you have and deepening those bonds can actually help you fill up your friendship cup. It can help someone to feel more connected socially by putting more time and energy into the friends that you still have as well as into finding new friends as well. So don't just wait for invitations to come your way. Be proactive about making plans and reach out a few times to see if the friendship is going anywhere or not. Just like in romantic relationships, it requires trial and error before you can connect deeply with someone. Number four, I want you to pursue your passion and hobbies and join a group with similar interests. Find things you like to do. It could be reading, exercising, or participating in a certain hobby. And join those groups that foster your interest. You might find like-minded individuals who are friend-worthy in those communities. From there, open up about yourself and your life in order to deepen the connection. So don't close yourself like a closed box. Try and stay open. Start pursuing your true passion and join either gym class or visit a favorite coffee shop or gallery. I was surprised myself how many beautiful souls you can meet once you actually open up yourself and start looking upwards instead of looking down on the pavement. Once you open up yourself to others instead of keeping your head low and your heart shut to any connection, you'll explore different things for yourself and you will grow as individual and you'll create 
exciting and new connections. It is incredible to stay open, but I want you to be cautious and mindful. Seek out new friends only when you are ready. That's the next point. Don't confuse seeking new friends as a replacement for your friendship that has ended. All individuals are unique and by pressuring yourself into finding a replacement ASAP, you are basically jeopardizing your mental state instead of helping it and protecting it. Close friendships develop slowly. You won't find a replacement instantaneously. And instead, you might be rushed into opening up and trusting someone you don't actually know. And that's the scary part. And trust me, there are a lot of dishonest people in our world that just wants something from you, even if it's like a piece of information or your attention. The good news is that plenty of people around you are open to making new friends. So don't think everyone already has their set groups or friends and aren't looking to expand beyond that. We live in an adult world and not in high school. Friendships are dynamic and change over time. It requires time and patience. There will always be people looking for new connections and friends, so don't rush into making a new bestie. Just open up, enjoy the time, enjoy people and be mindful with getting to know one another and only then you can open up a door into your heart. This nicely leads me to my next point and that is stepping out of your comfort bubble because to meet someone new you need to get out from your house at least and also it means stepping out from your friends group. This is particularly vital if your ex best friend was in this common friends group. I'm not saying you have to stop being friends with everyone but by only remaining in this safe bubble, you're sacrificing your mental health and new connections. Also, from my experience, usually if your ex-friend is from the same group of friends, there might be some dark gossip going on. So... Be the wiser one and isolate yourself from this noise at least for some time whilst you heal. Distance and prioritize self-love, self-development and your passions as we discussed. This is exactly why pursuing your passion and hobbies by joining communities where you can connect with like-minded individuals is so eye-opening and beneficial during the time of your self-discovery. Look at it as a challenge which you have to overcome by stepping out of your comfort zone. Just smile and be open to people. They won't bite, I promise. Nevertheless, whilst you're stepping out from your comfort bubble, I want you to keep your boundaries. And that's our next point. I want you to be mindful of the people and how fast and close you let them in. Very often, we perceive people as not who they truly are because they're pretty skilled at putting on a show for their personal gains. It's common for individuals, especially girls, to play a game to gain confidence or access to what you have, such as your social circle or other privileges. They might also be using you as their stress toy or cry pillow as discussed earlier. So stay true to your values and maintain your boundaries. You can literally do a quick exercise by writing out your core values and how you see friendship and basically have it as your go-to reminder as you meet new people. If you feel that something is off and it's more of a show than an honest conversation over casual coffee, take a step back and continue exploring and getting to know the person. If he or she chases after you, then maybe they're not your future bestie. The number one quality of an adequate adult and a friend is having boundaries. So stay curious and safe.
the next part I call the end of the healing (laughs) journey, and that is grief. It's okay to grieve. Give yourself time and grace to grieve. How long it takes to recover depends on the individual and the circumstances of the friendship and the breakup, but most grief experts recommend a year as a good length of time to adjust to the loss of someone major in your life, like a close friend or your partner. As with a romantic breakup, time lessens the pain, and it will. So even if you are feeling down right now, trust me, that thing will get better and that you have the capacity to build other quality friendships in the future and you will. Grieving is not the same as hurting though. So if you are lying in pain and tears whilst feeling anger towards your ex-friend, give yourself an exact amount of days or weeks for being in this pretty bad state and pretty self-destruction state. But after the time passes, you have to promise yourself for your better future to get out and face the world, take a shower, put something pretty on. You're doing it for your mental health and well-being. Under the same umbrella of grief comes the forgiveness and the gratitude. This usually comes at the later stages of healing after losing your bestie, just because only after your pain becomes more numb, you will be able to forgive. So once you regain your strength, work on yourself and grow a supportive pillow of new connections around self, it is time to forgive. I usually suggest my clients to do an exercise where they write a letter to their loved ones with whom they had strong connection, sharing all their feelings, the good and the bad times, all the pain and anger cause, but at the end, they write a sentence of forgiveness for their better self. They choose themselves. You don't have to send this angry letter with a short I forgive you sentence. It's just a mental exercise that will help you reach the forgiveness stage, maybe a bit earlier. So send it or not, but please write this letter to your ex-friend. And honestly, I promise you, you will be, you will feel such a relief because that person no longer has any influence over your emotions or life decisions. Basically, neutrality is what we want to achieve, not hatred. And my friends, as we're coming to an end of today's episode, the last thought I wanted to leave here is to be grateful for the good and the bad. Naturally, with forgiveness will come a stage of gratitude for all the good times you had with your ex-best friend. And that is when the bad and the pain will naturally fade. Be grateful to life that has brought you a person with whom you were able to discover new countries, experience things for the first time, and have deep conversations all night long. This is what made you the person that you are today. And without this person, your ex-friend, you might have turned out differently. And if that person caused you a lot of emotional and maybe physical harm, Well, thanks God life has removed him or her from your life now. Imagine if it was later when more true colors came out flashing through. For me, it's been over four years since I lost my best friend. And I only speak from a place of love and gratitude about her. Because if not her, I would not have such great memories and have not worked on so many sides of me that prevented me from growing. I am truly grateful. Over time, the bad fades and what is left is only good. 
and that concludes today's episode on the unfiltered thank you for listening to me today and before i go i want to say that life is a cycle and every cycle brings new energy so if you have lost a friend or scared to lose people you love try seeing it as an opportunity for self-development and mental growth people are mirrors that reflect our strength and weaknesses so be grateful for every individual who comes stays and goes from your life i'm happy to say that our unfiltered family is growing and over 1000 of us are listening but not pressing the subscribe button so if you're enjoying it and feeling the love please follow the unfiltered and give this podcast a five star rating for more everyday psychology and tips you can find me on at nicole kaplan instagram sending you all the love and please know that you're never alone you have yourself.